Welcome to the Business of Beers podcast. This is the place where we help entrepreneurs turn their business income into passive income. I'm your host, Brian Beers, an entrepreneur on a mission to inspire growth from everyone around me. I'm going to show you how you can create generational wealth by growing your business and breaking the chains of Wall Street investing. Remember, you need to take the actions that others won't to live the life that others don't. This is a short solo episode in which I highlight some gold nuggets from a recent guest, talk about how I'm going to apply that advice in my own life and provide some updates on my personal business and investing journey. If you could take two seconds to tap that five-star review button and leave me a comment in Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, I would really appreciate it. This week, I had Clayton Hepler on the podcast chatting about building wealth through real estate and infinite banking. So I'm a huge fan of the infinite banking concept. I first heard about it a few years ago, and it really took me some time to wrap my head around it. Almost every type of insurance is an expense. It's either required, purchased for peace of mind, or a hedge against an unexpected event. Typical insurance is also a commodity. It doesn't matter if your car insurance is State Farm, Geico, or Allstate if coverage and cost is identical. Term life is similar. No one plans on dying, but you do it for peace of mind because you want your family to be taken care of if you do happen to die unexpectedly. And as an expense, as soon as you pay that premium, the cash is gone, never to be seen again. And so if you go five years with no claims, you aren't getting a refund or significantly better rate. Now, paying insurance is like your rent. It's, it's due every month or you're out. But an infinite banking policy is an insurance hack in a sense. It is the exception to the rule. It's not an expense, but it is an investment vehicle that is uniquely designed to act like a bank. Thus, the name infinite banking. So, what's bank? Well, it's a trusted institution where you deposit your money, withdraw your money, and earn interest for storing it there. An infinite banking policy acts the same way. The policy is written with a trusted institution, deposit your money there via annual premiums, and you earn a much higher interest rate than a traditional bank. Also, you have the ability to withdraw your cash at any time through a policy loan. You know, an infant banking policy is a whole life insurance product, but not every whole life policy is infinite banking. While most whole life policies are a terrible investment because they focus too much on the death benefit and they build their cash value very slowly. With some policies, you can't even access the cash value for multiple years. An infant banking policy is completely different. There are two types of insurance companies, mutual companies that are owned by the policyholders and publicly traded stock companies, which are owned by the shareholders. Niffany banking policy should only be written with a mutual company, not a stock company. So a mutual company is structured like a nonprofit. Their goal is to maintain enough capital to satisfy the policyholder needs. Then at the end of the year, they distribute the underwriting profits back to the policyholders in the form of a dividend. This dividend is classified as a returning a portion of their premium and is tax-free. Dividends, however, are not guaranteed, but certain insurers have a track record of paying them every single year for over 175 years. A stock company, on the other hand, is a publicly traded, and their goal is to maximize profit for their shareholders, not their policyholders. While they may throw a policy holder a bone in the form of a dividend, the majority of their profits get distributed to the people who own their stocks. These companies are like MetLife, AIG, Prudential, to name a few. And while most whole life policies focus on the death benefit, the number one goal of an infinite banking policy is to grow the cash value through super funding it. The larger the annual premium, the higher the percentage goes towards building that cash value quickly. 
you can view this, this whole life insurance policy as an asset. And the cash value is the amount of equity that you have. Similar to the equity in your house, it's the equity in your life. And there are banks that will provide you 100% loan to cash value line of credit on the policy. So the policy is actually used as collateral. So when you, when you do a, a loan, you're not actually taking money out. And the policy continues to earn a dividend of, let's say, 5 or 6%, depending on the insurer and you know the year. And the rate that you pay on the line of credit is going to be less than that, leaving you net positive on your growth. So let's dive into some real-life tactical examples of how I personally have used it. Keep in mind, these numbers are based on a 34-year-old male in good health. The policy numbers for you could be different based on your age, your health, the insurance company, and the premium amount. So these are just high-level examples to give you an idea. So let's say I am 100% committed to investing $50,000 per year. That investment could be into a syndication, down payment on rental property, crypto, stable coin. I could lend it out, even buy stocks, right? For my example, I'm going to invest $50,000 into a multifamily apartment syndication that pays 10% per year on that investment. So I've got two options. The first is to invest straight to the syndication. So every year, I'm going to take the profits from the investment, add them to the additional $50,000 I've committed, and reinvest at the same 10% rate to compound my returns. So for example, in year two, I'll have $55,000 to invest, $50,000 of my committed new capital, plus the $5,000, which is a 10% return on my first $50,000. And if I can do this every single year for 30 years straight, right? So a long time here, but 30 years straight, I do this. At the end, I'll have an investment account that'll have $8.2 million in it. My second option is to fund the $50,000 insurance policy first, then extract the money through the policy loan, and then fund the same syndication with that cash. I'm still only investing $50,000, but now I'm passing it through the policy first, and then from the policy into the investment. Now, the first couple of years, the insurance version will underperform the direct investment due to the built-in costs of the insurance. However, after a few years, the cash value in the policy starts to compound, giving you more than $50,000 per year to invest into the syndications. So if I do this every year for 30 years, the account balance will be around $9.5 million in that investment account, a $1.3 million increase versus the straight investment. And so it, this happens because the policy experiences double compound growth. The $50,000 premium is growing in cash value on the policy side through dividends. Plus, then we're taking that money and investing it into our syndication, which is also experiencing compound effect. So now let's say a tragic event happens. You get hit by a bus and you're, you're dead after 30 years. On the straight investment side, nothing changes on your returns. But on the insurance side, you now have a death benefit that grows in value every year. So in my example, you're going to receive an additional, say, $5.5 million or so, bringing your total up to $15 million of, of total returns between your investment account and the death benefit. This is $6.8 million more than the straight investment, which earned, what was it, $8.2 million. So almost an 80% better return through this life insurance policy with the bulk of it coming you know, from the death benefit. And so, you know, while the term infinite banking is relatively new, the concept has been around for you know, over 100 years. The Rockefellers have used the same strategy, you know, to transfer their wealth from generation to generation. It's now estimated that their family wealth is 
over eight and a half billion dollars spread among 70 heirs. And so if, if you're committed to investing, you, you go through this policy first, then do your investment, and you're able to get much better returns and really start to establish generational wealth. So some of the pros I'm going to go through and then go through some of the cons here. So on the pros of why you would do this, one pro is you get instant access to the cash value via you know, a policy loan. You'll have a guaranteed cash value growth, which now is somewhere in about 2 to 3%. However, with the dividend opportunity, you, most of these policies right now are currently paying around 5 to 6%. You get a death benefit starting year one, and every single year it increases. The policy is protected from creditors. You, uh, so you don't have to worry if you, if you have ever a lawsuit that they can go after your policy. You can stack multiple policies. So you can start with a lower amount and then buy another one a couple of years later. You can have policies on multiple family members, which is what I have. Uh, you pay no taxes on the cash value growth and you pay zero taxes on the death benefit. And ultimately, what you can do is create what's called like a family bank, which is really just a trust has multiple policies that would pay into. And then the trust can have rules. And this is how like the super wealthy uh, work. And this is how they pass their, their wealth to generations. And you can start small and, and ultimately create something similar for yourself. Some of the cons of why you would not want to do this. So first, I mean, it's it's a big commitment. You got to commit pretty much for the rest of your life that you're going to you're gonna deposit whatever this premium amount is. You know, I, I would say you want to be at least probably $12,000 a year um, on the low side, you know, a lot of people are, it's that 25, 30, you know, 50,000 is, is a lot more kind of common. So you have to commit to that. Now there is a, a lower minimum to keep the policy alive, but to, to really experience the cash value growth, a higher premium is going to grow much faster, giving you option, many more options to deploy that cash. It takes roughly five years or more to break even on the cash value versus the premium paid. So once again, you, you got to have a very long-term mindset with this. This is not a get you know rich quick. This is a get rich you know very over a very long period. Um, so you got to have a long long-term mindset here. The cash value growth is based on kind of your your health history. So if you're a little unhealthier, more of your money is going to go towards the kind of the death benefit versus a healthier person's going to have less death benefit and more of that premium going towards building your cash value. And finally, this is more work than just straight investing. I mean, you, you got to get underwritten on the policy. You got to set up these loans. You got to pay the loans back, right? So this is more work, but ultimately, you, know, you can get much better returns. You know, in this example, these scenarios I run, we're talking to 80% better. So significant. And then finally, you got to work with an agent that specializes in writing infinite banking policies. While any life insurance can write you a whole life policy, that would be a mistake. You know, there are specific insurance companies that are more favorable. There are specific riders in the way they design these policies that make this whole structure possible. So, you know, my guest Clayton specializes in these types of policy. I also work with a great team that has written policies for my entire family. So if you're interested in finding out more, I'd be happy to set up an introduction call. Just shoot me an email. You know, Brian at beerspodcast.com, or you can DM me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever we happen to be friends. So anyway, it's all I got for this episode. I hope that uh, you know you, you learned something about infinite banking and hopefully can open your open your eyes to it. So one thing that would really help me and other new listeners, if you could rate the show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Also, make sure you link up with me on your preferred social media platform, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find all my links, brianbeers.com. Please share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember, take the actions others won't, live the life that others don't.